Welcome to the Barons Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Dean, and we'd like to let you know where you can find us. The best way to find our socials is on our link tree at the Barons Hideout, which has our Twitter, Instagram, and podcast links. And you can find me on Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce, on Facebook under Dean Sharp, and also my website, www.deanofthedead.com. Lastly, if you wish to support us further, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month. Now, to the show. Dustin. And today we have two very, very important and special guests on the show. Ash and Ken from Sledgehammer Horror. How are you both doing? We're doing good. How are you? Super excited to be here, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ken, I know I was on your your uh show not that long ago, and that was really fun to talk about my uh first horror movie, which was Halloween, and that was a really, really good talk. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> Hey, anytime I get to talk horror, man, I appreciate it. Learning how horror starts for people. And what a great way to start for you. Let's not be okay. Oh, exactly. I mean, I'm even repping it right now because you know, I want to do a little bit of a throwback to that. I love it. I love it. So. Blows in the dark, yeah. too. So, I mean, you know, shout out to uh, Fright Rags, you know? <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, but at least that movie could bring something positive to the world. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But we're not here to talk about Halloween or anything like that. We're here to talk about the 1960 Psycho. And um, Ken, I know you picked this one because this is, uh, I guess, your favorite movie or one of them. So yeah. um, what? why else did you pick this other, other than it being like one of your favorite movies? Was there like another reason why? wanted to come on for this one or was it just because of that i think that um ashley and i both are very very big fans of this film mm-hmm. um and i think that you know you like you said it was made in 1960 this movie's 62 years old and um the story is still better than probably 95 percent of what's coming out today um this i is agree that obviously <laughs> yeah um not only cinematography wise but i mean everybody even if they've never seen this movie who doesn't know the score? You know, the exactly. <laughs> you know, like this movie in all facets is legendary. Mm-hmm. It's it's an iconic movie, whether it's the cinematography, the acting, the twist, um, the score. It's just to me, it's it's oh my gosh, it's it's a perfect movie. Uh, I there's very little I dislike about this movie. Yeah. What I about agree. you? Um, I mean, you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth, but yeah, like the black and white is beautiful. The cinematography is beautiful. Um, like you said, the score, it just intensifies and it just, it, it makes, you know, that anxiety build up and it's just an amazing film. And I mean, it was made way back in 1960 and people are still talking about it today. So it, Alfred Hitchcock did his job. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And no CGI, obviously. Right. All the effects. One of my favorite shots ever in any movie is when Norma kills the cop and you have her slice his face. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, oh, the yeah. stairs. <laughs> like, 
that shot looks so awesome. And um, it's just, uh, it's one of those things where every time I watch that scene, I'm just in an awe of how mm-hmm. great it looks for being 1960. Oh, yeah. And I'm a huge fan of black and white films. I, I really wish, like, we would have more black and white in our lives. Mm-hmm. I understand we have color now and we want to utilize that. And we're also in the, the digital age with, like, movie making mm-hmm. and whatnot with CGI, mixing practical but mm-hmm. black and white, it's so innocent and so beautiful that it needs to be used more. And also, I think you can your imagination goes a little bit more wild when there's no colors involved. Um, and that's another reason why I kind of like going back to watching some of the classics, especially like the mm-hmm. Universal Monsters and anything from um, Hitchcock before he went to color. There's a lot of really, really good films out there that are black and white. And I just don't think they get enough. Um, love because they're black and white now yeah well there's a stigma with people that if it's black and white it's old it's old and it's boring and that is not true at all and um i really think it's it's uh, a very sad stigma because like you said there's a lot of very very good movies um the universal monster films yeah i was just gonna say some of the best films yeah creature from the black lagoon you know like i got the got the wolfman right here a little hard well, to tell because yeah, the get... sun. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like, it, it's really such a bummer that there's that stigma around black and white films because, man, the story in these films are just so great. So, such great stories can be told even without color. And the very first film that Ashley and I ever made was in black and white. It was mm-hmm. a zombie film. Oh, yeah, in man. School. In high school. Yeah. You know, and um, we did it just out of pure laziness. I'm not laziness, but. Um, it's much easier as a filmmaker. I think it was easier for like blood, like the blood. We could just use chocolate like syrup for yeah, blood. Yeah, and it looked really cool. You know, so, yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like you can, you know, save a lot of money um, if you're trying to make a film by going black and white because yeah. you don't have to worry about all that crap and like colorizing if that's what you're gonna do or, or whatnot. It's, I just feel like it's a lot easier to kind of get your um, imagination going and, and getting your point across. Um, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and uh, another thing too the, the the you know the short that you guys has put out um really 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 good I, I watched it um multiple times and you know congrats uh, on on that thank work you. of art that you that you put out because thank you man we need more shit like that you know <laughs> yeah, we really really sure. do that means a lot it really does that's a movie you know our short film is something that is super super important to the both of us yeah and we're proud of it very proud of it i mean we're having two days yeah deadline two days you have two days to film this and get it done and you can't go back for tearing the house down Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just crazy crazy yeah and, and i'm excited to see what other projects you you both have lined up um but i guess before we get into this you see ashley's doing a feature that she's writing right now oh hell yeah and, come on uh, let's do it yeah it's called yeah. the ofrenda and i cannot wait for you guys to see it so imagine the way that my elevator pitch is a really quick thing imagine if hocus pocus was a dark scary bloody graphic horror movie that is what ashley's writing and it has a lot we, of my we, we are writing together yeah i'm helping yeah I, i'm the <laughs> ben is- aflack she's the matt this damon is, this for sure my baby as where home, home is where is the haunt is was mine was his yeah um but it also includes a lot of my mexican heritage with it yeah. as well obviously with the ofrenda you know a lot of the spanish heritage that i grew up with so um she's letting me include a little bit of that which makes me super happy so mm-hmm. i'm just very proud that i get to work with her 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I, and I guess, you know, this can kind of lead us into um, talking about your channel and, and what you what both of you do on really like a daily basis. Uh, you, you have no chill. And, and I, re- I, <laughs> I respect that a lot with, you know, people who are in the creative space because um, there's so much content out there and there's so much to cover, especially us horror freaks. You know, we, we always want right. to watch everything and cover everything old. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like the both of you really do that, um, especially with all the interviews that you do uh, over there as well. Like, there's a lot of interviews <laughs> that uh, yes. that you have on the channel, and it's impressive, man. Um, so why don't you both uh, kind of tell the audience of what you do and where they can find you? Um, well, my first horror movie is kind of my offshoot of Sledgehammer Horror, where I bring guests on. I've had Dustin on there. Um, I bring guests on to talk about the first horror movie they watched, how it affected them. Uh, we bring on celebrities, podcasters, YouTubers, you know, anybody that wants to come on and talk horror with us. We absolutely love it. And then Ashley's brain children are, um, you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, we do a segment called versus where we take an original versus a remake, kind of talk about things we like from both of them and then give our opinion on which one we like more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also do another segment called Didn't See That Coming, where we watch a movie with a twist and talk about that and how the twist affected us. Um, I'm really into psychological horror, so I really love a good twist and trying to figure things out like that. Um, and then we do a live each week. Mm-hmm. Um, we do like a top 10 or franchise ranking um, and just bring people on. We have people that come on and chat with us and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. We love this horror community. It's amazing. The, the horror community is the best community in the whole world. It really it's is. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, and it's funny because she's definitely the psychological horror person. Um, <laughs> I, we, and we do a We did a didn't see that coming on Alfred Hitchcock psycho. We did. We did. Um, so, I mean, that's how much this movie means to us, man. And I'm more of the um, supernatural, um, religious horror. Like, I love The Exorcist. I think The Dark and the Wicked is one of the best movies to come out oh, in the last so 10 years. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, dude, su- such a great movie. Um, and she's more of, like, the supernatural, or, I'm yeah, more of the psychological, like, like, I just, like let I me try to figure out this twist as we're going. figure it out, and, and if I can't figure it out, like, my mind's blown, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, this is a good movie for that. <laughs> I'm kind of like a jack of all trades. Um, I really like everything. Um, Slashes is definitely like what I started out when started out watching when I was younger. So yeah. that's always gonna have a really really big part in my heart. But I also oh, really do like you know psychological like really fucks you up in the head. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, movies like that that came out like uh, what is what is that um, that movie just came out the the Night House. That was another one that that really oh, kind of got to me. Dude. Yes loved it dude i'm telling you like i put the night house up there and i'm not being facetious or funny right now i put the night house up there with the notebook on how good of a love story it is oh yeah absolutely like it's that's interesting such, i mean like people look I, I at appreciate it, as, like, it though this... i respect it <laughs> oh yeah. dude i'm and i'm i'm like ashley's the gore horror of I, the group yeah i love gore. i'm the sensitive love one <laughs> like i know that sounds funny but i love love as funny as that sounds I'm like, like no I'll rip them apart yeah Let's i love them. a good love story man and the night house got me yeah. dude like i'm not gonna talk about it because it's fairly new but to find out what the big twist was mm-hmm. in that movie like made me emotional i was like man that guy loves his wife almost as much as i love Ashley. like he's close yeah 
but he's not all the way there. Yeah, you know, to so many different places. Like, what's going on? What a what a thing, dude! I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's such an underrated, fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. I agree for sure. Uh, There's just a lot of really good movies out there like that, and um, you know, this uh is kind of you know a who done it if you want to look Mm -hmm. at it that way, Mm -hmm. um, because you're let on a lot in in Psycho, and um, that's a really good thing. Uh, I think Alfred Hitchcock was definitely ahead of the time when it came to stuff like this and he was kind of like that with a lot of his movies he was inventing and and rewriting the wheel a lot because you know he really wanted that um that atmosphere um when you're in the theater for you know things to you know kind of go crazy and he even told people back then like hey if you're going to see psycho make sure you're in there at the beginning otherwise we're not going to let you in because obviously they didn't want the big twist to right um come out but Mm -hmm. I guess before we jump into that, I'm going to go over to IMDb and we'll do a quick who was in this movie. And then um, have you guys seen the Rotten Tomato scores? No. No? Okay. I, I try. We make it a very – we're almost vigilant to not ever look at any critic score on anything. Okay. Um, and just like reviews. Like we don't – if we haven't seen a movie yet, yeah. we can't watch our friend. Like I couldn't listen to you do a review on a movie. I watched it because you're a friend of mine and uh, it would influence the way I look at a film. So we <laughs> always want to go in completely open-minded because I don't want your opinion to influence the way that I feel about something. Right. So I um, agree in that. I, I'm kind of like that That's why I really steer clear of that mm-hmm. type of thing. Right. But that's good because I'm going to be quizzing you guys on what you think the scores are. <laughs> so I'm gonna head over to IMDb right now for Psycho, and of course, Norman Bates, played by Anthony Perkins, who you know just completely owns the show, um, and pretty much oh, yeah. all of the Psycho movies really. Like Anthony Perkins, he's just uh, one of a kind. I don't, I don't think anybody else, even though they tried doing it with Vince Vaughn, didn't work at all, <laughs> in my opinion, for the remake. I mean, he. Ch- he tried, but I feel I, like he just I gotta be couldn't honest. live up to Anthony Perkins. Like, like, I don't think anybody could. I agree. But the thing for me is like I know a lot of people talk shit on the um the the remake. And it, it's a shot for shot remake. Like if you want to say you don't yeah. like it because the acting isn't up to what you want you expected it to be, I respect that. Mm-hmm. But if you say that it's a bad movie, that makes <laughs> no sense to me. Cause it's a shot for shot remake. Yeah. of the original alfred hitchcock psycho obviously anthony perkins nobody can he, touch him there was nobody replaceable for but that. for me i didn't look at vince vaughn as a comedic actor the first two movies i ever watched vince vaughn in were the psycho remake and domestic disturbance with him and john travolta where he's oh the wow evil so you went so in like, there really hardcore <laughs> yeah man so like when i seen like Vince Vaughn and like wedding crashers and stuff. I was like, this guy isn't funny. This guy's terrifying. Yeah. You know? So like I think that's why I had this bit a lot of people I think that watched Psycho watched it after they knew comedian Vince Vaughn yeah. and they couldn't take him seriously in that role. When I watched it, I was like, yeah, this guy did great. I thought he did good. Now, even yeah. now when I watch this, I, I don't I just it doesn't live up to what the original was no. when it comes to the acting on all facets. Oh, exactly. Right. I think if they stuck with black and white, I think if they went really like, you know, all all in don't do any color and if they really want to do shot for shot like true like you know mm-hmm. remake um mm-hmm. but it would really just be that wouldn't even, that wouldn't even be a remake it would just be like a what would you even call that because it is shot for shot yeah. 
It's yeah. just um, a redo, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, just do a black it, and it's white. A mod- it it would have just been a modern. What they did was a modernization. Yeah. yeah. You know, they made it in color to try to appeal to a younger audience. And and we, I believe I've talked with you about this before with the remake. Even if the remake is bad, I love remakes because it introduces maybe somebody hadn't seen Psycho 1960. Mm-hmm. And then they see this remake and they go back and they watch the original Psycho. So now we just introduce somebody that had never seen it. I definitely agree on that really positively. That's like the maybe the only positive thing I can really think of of a remake unless the remake is really good. And it's like, wow. Like my my example of a really, really good remake is My Bloody Valentine 3D because they change everything they changed who the killer was they changed um yeah. how some of the characters were so they really did a remake they went and right. kind of reconstructed everything and i love that remake that's like one of my favorite ones i really like the original my bloody valentine a lot mm-hmm. but um yeah the the remake is also your favorite good. remake um what's my favorite remake really <laughs> Oh, I like Child's Play. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's my favorite, hmm. but I, I do like it. Like, I know, I know a lot of people get crap about it. I love it too. Um, but I like how they, they took the bones and made it their own. Mm-hmm. You know, I they, yeah, they I changed yeah. it. Up. I think the big problem with that movie is the title. If they would have called that yeah. movie Buddy, Buddy Doll, exactly, in the world of Child's Play, it would have completely changed the way people looked at that movie. But I love the fact they didn't try to redo a Charles Lee Ray. They didn't try to do the voodoo thing again. Yeah, because, they couldn't I mean, touch that. I don't, Brad Dourif is Chucky. They could have yeah. never replaced Brad Dourif. Never. So I, th- I, in my opinion, two of my favorite remakes of all time are Child's Play 2019 and then Evil, Evil Dead, Dead 2013. Yeah. Evil Dead was yeah. Evil love Dead's it. another one where they they kind of changed you know a lot of things up. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of controversy like, oh, this that's not a remake. It's a uh, prequel or a continuation or something yeah. I'm, I'm like i don't get into that to me it's a yeah. remake straight up i don't it care has the same title like you can you can throw it in there it's like oh this is evil dead 3 like okay yeah in your timeline that's perfect for me remake all right when right. A, a movie has the same title but comes out like 20 years later or even like 10 years later it's a remake mm-hmm. yeah just you're just changing the <laughs> essentially yeah for sure um but What's anyway, funny, Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two is pretty much a remake of Evil Dead One. Oh, exactly, exactly. And then Evil Dead Twenty Thirteen is like its own rehashing of Evil Dead One. So like the yeah. besides the original Evil Dead, like Army of Darkness is the only one that has that continuity of being a completely different right. film. Exactly. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that franchise. You, there's a lot you can pull from that and how they went and did mm-hmm. things and and whatnot. Yeah. And that's. I mean, come on. Who doesn't love Bruce Campbell? And Sam Raimi. Right. I mean, come on, come on. I don't think I've ever met anybody that doesn't. Right. If they don't the, like them, the uh, walk the, the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Walk like, the other way. Sorry, I can't talk to you anymore. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going back to Psycho, we have Janet Lee, who we all know is um Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, and uh, H H no. Yeah, H2O is the I always yeah, for some reason H2O. always get the titles mixed up. <laughs> Halloween H2O, you know, she she um did a little bit of cameo in that one, which was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um acting alongside her her daughter, which I think was one of her very, very last roles, if I if I'm correct. Um I don't think she really did anything prior or even after that for a while. Um no. but I could be wrong. 
And then we have um, Vera Miles, who plays um, Leah Crane, or Lila Crane, who is um, mm-hmm. uh, Marion Crane's sister, who... Yes. No, a lot of things happen to Marion, and we will get into that for sure. And then um, John Gavin, who plays Sam Loomis. And this is another great thing about this movie. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Pretty much all of the names that were used in this were used <laughs> in Halloween. Yeah. Um, which is also Scream. Scream, yeah. So, it, like, you know, that Scream had a lot though. They it was like every cop yeah. was like a different different director's yeah. name or something. It was great. Um, but very, very, very good cast. There's a lot more, but those are like the four main ones I'm gonna stick to. Mm-hmm. Um, because for sort of a small movie, because if you think of it, it really is small. Kind of happens all in like one place, even though you are in a city, but it's all yeah. right there at the motel. Um, right. There is a, a, quite a big cast, but those are the the highest built ones. Mm-hmm. Um, IMDb rating is a uh, eight point five out of ten, which is really good. That's, that's that is really good, damn good actually. actually. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if they're going to give me a budget because sometimes they do. Oh, they do. I think it was like. 800,000 or something. Yep, yep, it's exactly that. Yep. Um and it made it's you, babe. That, that for the time, that's that's a lot of money. 1960. Yeah, that's so. that's oh, it really with, is. With with uh the let's go Brandon inflation, that's got to be way <laughs> over the top now. Yeah. Oh jeez. Oh man, <laughs> but this movie has made a shit ton of money. It's made 32 million dollars um over the years. I I really wish um that IMDb or some other source would have a separate thing for like digital sales or physical yeah. media yeah. sales. Yep. Because I really want to get those um, statistics when I'm doing movie reviews and stuff, but to do the math and go on, on every site and then have to right. you know get all that together, it's just a big headache. Um, yeah. But that would be something if uh, someone could create that for me, I would I would love you forever. Well, especially now, like you guys are both big Halloween fans, and I like Halloween a lot. Um, I give her shit about it, and I give Michael you shit forever, about man. It, but you give everybody shit. I'm Michael just saying, forever. Uh, season of the Witch is the best, but that's a story <laughs> for another I day. I love Season of the Witch. Um, don't get me wrong, I do. Just don't call it Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the skeleton mask right here, man. I see uh, that. That I movie should that. that movie should have been called Season of the Title Card. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. It's like twelve title like cards 12 later. Title cards. I think there's more the than that, like fourteen yeah. or something. We just filmed and didn't see that coming on that movie. Like no joke. There are I'll tell you right now, there are sixteen, 16 title cards Holy throughout shit. that movie. I was just watching it yeah, the other day dude. too and I didn't realize that. Now I have to rewatch yeah. it because of that. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny how like and one of them is like they're like a, a minute couple. and a half. There's a couple that are just a minute and a half. Yeah, it's less like than that. Saturday the twenty fourth. Then a minute and a half later, Sunday the twenty fifth. It's it like just... nothing even happened on Saturday. It... What did you even put that in there for? It cracked <laughs> they me slept. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, what I was gonna say about that is like um, Halloween Kills is a good example, and Halloween Ends, uh, how they're premiering it on Peacock the same day as theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to know if these people that were streaming it watched it in theater. I mean, look at what Prey did. Prey broke Hulu records yeah, on opening great weekend. Great movie. Yeah. Yes. Great movie. Yes. And your review that don't you did. Don't tell me. Like, don't tell me that horror isn't still on the forefront. Because, like I said, this movie oh, broke is. records on Hulu for streaming. And Halloween yeah. Ends will do the same thing. I guarantee it. It's going to break records. And it, But 
what it's going to do is people are going to look at it and go, well, what was its box office? Yeah. What did it make box office? It yeah. shouldn't be added. That's not important they should, they should have a way. Right. But they should have a way to include that because like John Carpenter just came out and said, I believe it was today. He said, this may not. And I love, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I love his transparency here. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. you know, John Carpenter's earned the right to be completely brutally honest. And mm-hmm. he came out and he said something around the lines of, please don't quote me. It's not an exact quote. He goes, this may not be the end of the Halloween franchise. Let's see how much money this movie makes first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it exactly? I mean, again, it's not word for word, but to sum it up, that's what he said. And again, John Carpenter, I you've mean, earned the right to exactly. do that. But who, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who doesn't see that? Like, right. It, it will it ever end? It'll be the end Ken of the Ken and I were talking saga. about that yeah. too on the episode that we're on. We were like, I don't think this is going to be the end. Like, they're going to no. say it, but it's going to go off and do it. It's going to be Halloween, but just a different title. You know, yeah. that, that's how I think it's going to be, um, which, you know, the hey. next movie is going to be called Alice and Strode. <laughs> yeah, it's going to yeah. be Allison's turn, man. Possibly. I mean, I'm going to be seeing that movie in the theater and on Peacock. So I'm going to be supporting both sides. Oh, you know, like, us too. Us too. I, yeah. Any way I can, if I can get up to the theater, I will. But hey, I like the convenience yeah. of being at home. I'm not going to lie. I yeah, really, really it do. Is the thing convenient, that, but the, I like going to the theater. The thing Me that too. sucks for us is we can't go see it on the 14th because our movie premieres. Mm-hmm. We we're we going to be. Go I think we're going to go on Thursday the 13th at midnight because yeah. we have. That's what I'm, I'm going to be doing. You know. Yeah. Sorry to do this before. to you and promote ourselves, but no, no. Uh, go right movie, ahead, man. We we're going to be at the red carpet premiere of the movie I'm in, uh, Bride of Killer Pinata. We have the world carpet theatrical premiere. It's going to be premiering in Chicago. Oh yeah, and it's on the 14th. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going up against Halloween ends. Let's see what my what what I rake in compared That's to awesome, that. I'll man. watch you. <laughs> you I'll know, watch like, I want to see the the numbers afterwards. See what I did <laughs> in comparison to Halloween yeah. ends. Let me see those numbers, <laughs> man. This is another thing that's so great about the horror community. Um, is you're welcome everywhere. Uh, people always want you oh, in projects. Yeah. Um, like my old co-host and, and and myself, we were just in a movie called Sweet Relief. That was a very it's a very local film. Oh, nice. Um, that I congratulations, think I put, man. Yeah, that's amazing. yeah, I'm pretty sure I put up the the clip that we're in um in the in the movie that um the director um Nick Verdi uh gave to us to put out, and it's really cool. It's a very weird movie. Um, very bloody. Mm-hmm. But hey, I love that. Um, we just recorded it in this space. Like my, our shot was to be like a. Um, hopefully, Nick's not gonna get mad at me for saying this, but like our, um, <laughs> no dialogue was us being like a show on YouTube talking about this thing that the movie's about, and um, it it came out really really well. We did it in like an hour because it was so easy. We didn't have to go anywhere. Didn't have to travel. Just did it right here. Um, so that's another thing that's really, really, you know, awesome about this community is that people are always reaching out, um, regardless yes. of how big or small you are, of wanting to do but, things. Again, now I don't have a psychology major, so please don't say take what I'm saying as gospel. But I feel like a lot of us, uh, and again, please don't misconstrue what I'm about to say as a slam towards scream. A lot of us that were pre nineteen. 19- 96 horror fans were looked at as fucking weirdos oh dude. yeah in you school know. like if Scream, you liked horror movies all year round yeah you, you were you were weird you were yeah, different scream made horror cool and whether you love or hate scream you can't deny the impact it's had on the genre but it made it cool like when scream came out it was cool to like horror movies then mm-hmm. you know people that were pre-scream we weren't cool we were weird we were that guy's gonna be a serial killer someday yeah, yeah so yeah. i think that, that makes us so much more accepting mm-hmm. in the community of wow there's people that are like me we didn't have this still weirdos though 
<laughs> oh yeah, for yeah. sure. We'll never not be a weirdo. <laughs> but we didn't have the ability to zoom with people or even, you know, text with people about horror, you know, like it, it wouldn't even have the internet really. Yeah. I mean Yeah, dial up. Mom, get off the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. I've been oh. downloading Scream for sixteen days. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Horror community is great. If you're yeah, not part of the horror sure. community um, and you like horror, I really, really suggest that you reach out to somebody, one of us, you know, my DMs yes, are always open, absolutely. you know? Yeah, mine too. Ours too. And, yeah. uh, Ours too. Always a great, great time. But yeah. I want to ask you, and you can nail this, um, I guess uh, both of you collectively uh, can guess for the uh, tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes out of 100, what do you think Psycho 1960 scored? I'm I'm gonna go ninety two. I'm gonna say eighty nine. Ninety six. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yes, that makes me so happy. <laughs> and it has a hundred and eight reviews, and it's certified fresh, which is really really good. Yeah. Nice. Now, what about the audience score? It's got um a hundred thousand ratings plus. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my ninety two. Is it? It's out of a hundred, or is it yeah, it's like still out of hundred. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. All right, I'm gonna go a little higher and say 94. 95. Ashley, go. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, <laughs> great job, babe. That's awesome. I I like you people over there, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. man. Good for you, all you people that are reviewing this movie. This is such a great movie. I I would be remiss to give it anything under a 92. That would be like my borderline right there. There's a couple uh, shots in this movie that make me kind of go, huh? But, yeah. Um. You know, I, I think that if you're giving this in the 90s, you, you got the right idea yeah. for sure. Oh, this is interesting. I didn't realize that Rotten Tomatoes had this. So they have the release date when I was in theaters, which was June 16th, 1960. But it also has a streaming release date. You want to guess what that was? When that was? You can just say a year. What year do you think it started streaming? Oh, man. I didn't even realize uh, they had this. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 11. 2000. Uh, nine, two thousand nine, two thousand and five, October fourth. Wow. You keep wow. crushing me on these. Great job, babe. I didn't even realize that they had that. I gotta pay attention to no, that. That's now. cool. That's yeah. dope. Now they're just gonna add, you know, all the sales that streaming and and stuff made. <laughs> you know that right. that would that would help me a lot. Um, they heard you and they're starting to implement it already. Yeah, they did it right <laughs> then and there. They're like, damn it! All right, all right they caught on to us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think that's pretty much all of the, the backstories and, and, and whatnot going through all the ratings for Psycho. So now we can jump right into the 1960 Psycho. Here we have a quiet little motel, when in fact it has now become known as the scene of the crime. Can you have a vacancy? Oh, we have 12 vacancies. You know, this is the first place that looks like it's hiding from the world. I think that we're all in our private traps, clamped in them. And none of us can ever get out. Is anyone at home? Oh, that, uh, that must be my mother. Anything wrong? Am I acting as if there's something wrong? Be 
she's not missing so much as she's run away. Put me down. Mother, oh God, mother! What are you running away from? She looked like a wrong one to you. It's not as if she were a, a maniac. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Um, Ken or, or Ashley, if one of you want to start off and, and pick a point and we can, we can talk about it and uh, we'll, we'll see what your favorite scene is. How about that? You have a favorite scene. I do have a favorite scene. I wonder if we have the same favorite scene. Um, my favorite scene is um, the shower when... scene. I I do like <laughs> no, that that's what scene a lot, and it's it's the most iconic. Everybody knows yes. that scene. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I like the scene where the sheriff is telling Sam and um, Lila that Norma is dead. Yes, and and you get that like chilling the twist. You know, I think that's so memorable. I love that scene. Is that your scene? No, it's oh. not, but that's such a good scene. It's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like your heart's like, wait, is she dead then? Who's been in the yeah. house? Who's been yelling? Yeah. Who's been in that window? And it's like, wait, what's going on here? I love that scene. I- I'm going to go with the second most iconic scene, and I'm going to go with the speech when he's given the speech when they're in the uh, den and she's drinking out of the saucer, you know. We all go a little mad sometimes. Oh, yeah. oh you yeah. stole sure. mine, man. A Come boy's, on, a Ken. A boy's best friend is his mother. You know, <laughs> like, that's, I I love that. Like, that to me is acting 101. Like, if you want to show a class how to act like a sociopath, yeah. that's the one. Because as he's given that whole speech, you really feel a genuine empathy for this guy. Yeah. And he loves taxidermy, you know, too, which is, is also really creepy. Right. Yeah. It's like, I like even the way that he's attacking things. her. You know, like he's, you know, like, what would you know about this? You know, yeah. living up in your high life. You're like, he's totally attacking her at the yeah. same time, but in a way that makes him empathetic. Like, yeah, God, love that scene. So, such a fantastic, amazing scene. And the shower scene is great. And it's not even for like any of the nudity or anything like that. But I love the blood swirl. That swirls around. Like, I love that blood swirl. It's yeah. so good. It's... And to be made in 1960 and to be able to look that good. It's effective. Oh, yeah. so, such a great scene. Yeah. I think that the scariest part of that is really when she when she falls and you have that, that still shot of her face on the floor. Mm-hmm. That haunts yeah. me more than anything. And the black and white really amplifies that. And they, oh, they yeah. tried doing that in the colored version, and it just it didn't have it the same didn't. effect. Yeah, because uh, no. it was because it was all colorful, a little. It was kind of blown out too with the with the lights and everything. And the black and white was all shades and and everything was like mm-hmm. really on um her face. And it's just like, damn, what a great shot! And about what that's forty minutes in. Um, that's another thing that's really crazy about this film is like it's it's all advertised, you know, around Janet Lee pretty much being in whole film, and yeah. no. <laughs> You know, Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock really, I know, kind of got you um, in the seats for doing that. And then when that mm-hmm. scene happened, everybody was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, like, what's she's, happening now? She's like, where is this guy? Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to say, I mean, if we're talking about Psycho, we got to at least throw out, you know, a little rest in peace to Anne Hesch. You know, uh, we lost Anne Hesch yeah. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, car accident. She was uh, in the so remake. So sad, man. Um, 
yeah it's just like life is so short man like you never know when your switch gets flicked man so it was really young appreciate too. the people what, around you telling me love them and like 50 something uh, 51 yeah she was really young about still. to be 52 sucks it's horrible the world sucks man and, i mean yeah <laughs> it's just it's such a bummer that like you know something like a car crash something you know that it just sucks dude mm-hmm. it does and, and i mean she was the marion crane in the remake yeah so i mean we had we had to mention her real quick we should we exactly just lost an angel i mean she was in i know what you did last summer like she was her own little scream queen man yeah. so if we're talking psycho we at least got to bring her up and show some i'm glad that you did that love. i'm glad you did that because I, I even had that as a note, and um, I was probably going to forget it. So thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're all good. But yeah, this movie is it's it's bonkers. My son's the same way, so I <laughs> I understand. We, our two year old is the one that out of we got we got a fourteen year old, a ten year old, and a two year old, and our two year old is definitely our little horror queen. Hey, She's the one that uh, my son's four, and he's the exact same. He 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 loves horror, man. Loves yeah. it. I just feel like if if you talk about you know you talk about horror with kids at a young age and you educate them and teach them the difference between right and wrong fact and fiction fantasy reality um i think i feel like it's going to ground them more in reality that it's going to help them understand what horror is because they've had an education about it Mm so there's also a stigma we talked about a stigma to black and white horror there's also a stigma to children watching horror does it create monsters you know and i don't think so i think it helps them them to understand what horror is. it's the same mentality how video games create violence yeah it's, it's the exact same thing. Violent. Ashley is always talking about that. She's like, that's the stupidest damn thing. <laughs> we play I, Mortal Kombat every day growing I'm, up. <laughs> I'm not violent. Like, what? That's yeah, silly. Exactly. I just like watching people get ripped apart. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. No. no. Um, but um, yeah, this movie, it really starts off in a way that you don't really know where it's going. Then you then you catch on that, like, oh, she's taking this money because you know she wants to way and then right. gets followed by the cops and then we, we have the the score that you know that that score mm-hmm. that plays out pretty frequently throughout yeah. this whole film and it's never a dull moment when it comes up i love listening right. to that score and uh another movie that kind of gets a little bit of shit for the score mainly is reanimator because you know they were doing an homage mm-hmm. to psycho mm-hmm. in that score um and a lot of people are like well you're just ripping off the psycho theme no he's it took a took a part and you know kind of just like revamped it and made it his own thing you right. know to kind of you know um give a nod to like hey we, we'd like these movies you know that's another thing that we need to stop doing as a collective is going after any kind of piece of art that may resemble something that has happened in a different piece of art because when you're able to recreate something um and give it to uh, a new audience i think that's a um really really important thing so um keep doing what you do there's also everybody. a huge difference there's also a huge difference between completely ripping someone off and paying homage to somebody exactly um as you've seen in our short film home is where the haunt is um we totally pay homage to texas chainsaw massacre with the scene like it's a complete i mean you, you could call it a complete ripoff the camera shot that ashley came up with she was like hey i got an idea and she did it yeah and i loved it i was like baby that was brilliant um but it's a total homage to texas chainsaw massacre and it's not that we're trying to rip the movie off we're trying to show our love and appreciation exactly the reanimator was the same way like i'm not trying to rip you off 
I'm trying to show you how much I love and appreciate you and how much you've influenced me and made yeah. me want to do this. Exactly. Um, so what's stop doing that, everybody? What's what's love everybody, you know? Unless like yeah. someone's actually ripping somebody off, then you can say something. Right. <laughs> uh, like she sold that car for seven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. Like back then. Yeah, that's what another thing too is I've never seen a place like that where you could trade in your car. And buy another one like that, like where same I am. That's... The same, like five minutes. Yeah. I've never seen that. <laughs> like, what is that? I I kind of want that because like, I'm just completely done with this. Can you just take my plates, everything? I'm not gonna sign off or anything. Just here's some money and get a whole new car. <laughs> like that. That was so funny. <laughs> for seven hundred dollars. I know. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah. You can't even get a. You can't even get a beater for that now. Right. No. 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 Oh, <laughs> you can get that's like a tire, <laughs> if that, right. maybe two tires, seven hundred dollars. Um, um, and the pouring rain too, like the scene with her being, um, you know, at night, and then she finds the the whole the motel. I think mm -hmm. is beautiful. Seeing it in the distance yeah. and it kind of like you know creep up. up. I I mm -hmm. love love that. That's another really beautiful shot. Um, if I if I had Absolutely. to pick another favorite scene, it's probably that. For sure. Yeah. I, I like uh I one of my favorite scenes and it's just because it makes me laugh every time is when she's leaving town and she sees her boss walk across the oh, street yeah. and they oh. make the eye contact. Like I just we always forget about, you know, the first act of this movie. You know, the first act of this movie is all about really how much of a bad person she is. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? She like stealing money. $40, yeah, she's and, robbing this guy and, and left yeah. town. She feels guilt. You can see the guilt and yeah, the fear. But you know, she counts it. She's gonna go back. She counts to see how much yeah she had spent. Yeah, yeah she's okay. like, oh, I'll she put it back. Don't worry. Uh, I'll just put it back later. Yeah. she was gonna return it the way that uh, she was gonna return it the way that Harry and Lloyd did in Dumb and Dumber. Those are IOUs. <laughs> yeah. Are yes, yes, suitcase. exactly. <laughs> That's a great way. We should definitely start doing that in in real life. For everything. Right. It's right, IOUs to oh, everybody. That's, that's better than money, sir. That's an IOU. <laughs> yes. It's a good one. That's a car. You got to hold on to that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and then when she uh, finally arrives at the motel, too, is, is great. We get introduced to Norman. We learn how, mm -hmm. how quirky he is. And we're like, oh, we, we like this guy. He's, he's nice. Yeah. And he's well composed. Um, there's a gigantic house in the back, but hey, who cares? Um, right. No, and then. It lead it into that scene where we all go a little mad sometimes. Uh, great, great. I think that's what makes scene. it so scary is he's charming, but yet, and those are the kind of people um, you, you never know what you're, what they have, you know, underneath it all. Like they're super charming, but he is this demented person, you know. So that's, I mean, schizophrenia, yeah. like a, you know, associative or was it? identity disorder the disassociative identity yes. disorder that's scary man it really is you know yeah um one question that i, I want to ask is um since everybody i hope has seen this movie and I, I'm, I'm going to spoil the ending right now his mother's not real <laughs> it's it's 62 <laughs> years old if you haven't seen it it's, it's time to watch it yeah um Great. but what if his mother was real Wh where do you think this movie would have gone like, what if um, 
she like his it was actually his mother doing the killing and it wasn't him do you think that they it, it could have been written differently or do you think it would have played out almost the same because that's something that i've always thought about with this film was like hey what if his mother was actually real um and like was exactly you know what he was boy. saying you know how she mm-hmm. was like all like completely gone the doctor said that she you know has just like kind of just lost everything and doesn't do anything around the house other than like yell at him and, and whatnot and say stuff like I mean, we we have the, the the TV show, you know, um, that came out. Um, was it was it called Bates Bates Motel? Motel. I think it was just called Bates yeah, Motel. So I guess we kind of do yeah. get a little bit of that of him being, you know, growing up. But I don't know. I was thought it would be really weird if <laughs> throughout this whole movie his mother was actually real and it wasn't him dressing up like her and, and doing all these killings. I think it would. It would be less on Anthony Perkins and how well he played him and then his mother. Um, look at, look at the he, end. He's legendary. He's like yeah. Alfred, as, as legendary as Alfred Hitchcock. I wouldn't even swap that fly. Yeah, like all yeah, like that. None of that would have made as much sense. Right. Um, and I don't think we would have ever gotten Friday the 13th. The mama's yeah, boy. Yeah, I agree. Friday the 13th. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. Because Friday the 13th was literally a ripoff of Psycho and Halloween together. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That's what it was. was the mixture of those two movies and um. If it would have been the actual mother, I don't think we would have ever gotten a Friday the Thirteenth. That could have caused a butterfly effect that I might not be here today. Sure, you know, yeah. Because Friday the Friday Thirteenth is one of the biggest horror franchises in my life. Oh, I, I thought you meant like that's why you were conceived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. So, the oh, the fact great. that. The fact that Norman was Norma is the reason my parents made love. They're like, yeah. okay, we got, yeah. Oh, wait, it was Norman? Come here, baby. <laughs> my mom and dad, fucking weird. Change the subject. Go okay. back to killing people. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's always just been a thought of mine. And like, oh my God, maybe there was like a, a weird, like, you know, battle between mother and son. I mean, there technically kind of is in his mind throughout this yeah. whole right. film of him having that internal battle and always... I was saying, oh, you know, my mom does this, and she wants me to do that, and then I do this because mm-hmm. she can't do that, and whatnot. I don't, I don't know. That's just something to, fun to think about. And then we, With you know, personality. His mom is yeah. more. It is it, stronger. Like he, yeah. she, you know, she takes well, over. Real quick, before your next question, I talked earlier about weak scenes. Can we talk about how weak the scene is when Norma Norman is apprehended? I yeah. hate that scene so much. Like, come on, Norma. Like, I hate that scene. Like, I genuinely Norman. hate that scene. He just takes him out, just grabs. Yeah, just arm. grabs his arm, mm-hmm. and like th- this this moment has been built up so huge, and you get that reveal, and you've just been punched in the stomach. Like, oh my god, it's him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like we see dead mom now, who's been doing this the whole time, and he runs in, and he's got that Anthony Perkins smile, and you're just like, oh my gosh. And then he just grabs his arm and pulls him down. Like, and yeah, no I, fight. That to me is the weakest part of the movie. Like, if if I talk about how there's no such thing as a perfect horror movie, this is probably up there in the top three of cl- how close you oh, could possibly get. Absolutely. I agree. That ruins it for me. Like that that scene right there is just such a bummer. And it, it, they 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 do um, redeem themselves. Yeah, with, with the whole court mother's case dialogue. Yeah, yeah. But that one scene is just so weakly done that I, I it bums me out. I want to see a little more stabby stabby. Yeah, I wanted Norman. to see a yeah. little more fight there. Yeah. yeah. But it is kind of cool to see a movie like this have like a, you know, a court 
case like them actually in yeah. court for this stuff you don't see that yeah. in horror movies especially with like slashes like this you don't see that you just see them go off to jail or they die but you don't ever see them get prosecuted and then you know right mm-hmm. you get you get that really really creepy shot of you know anthony sitting there with a the dialogue and it's zooming in his face and he's got that smile mm-hmm. the iconic picture is it's brilliant um there's the, the superimposition of the skull yeah like I never even know until we did our didn't see that coming. I never even noticed the skull that they put over top of his face. Yeah, like when when he's smiling and they cut to the car, they do that. You know, the dissolve fade to the car. How they just ever so slightly put a skull a skull over top of his face at yeah, it's that very moment. Subtle. Dude, yeah. Never noticed that until we were doing our didn't see that coming, and I was like, "Did you see that?" She's like, "Yeah, it's a skull." I was like, "You knew about this and you didn't tell me." Yeah, like we've been together seventeen years, and now you're gonna leave this shit on. <laughs> like, well, you usually notice everything. I know, and I'm usually the I am. I'm usually the eagle eye one, and um, I I just I don't know. Like that that is just such an incredibly intelligent thing to show that the mother is taken over completely, yeah. and Norman is dead inside now. The skeleton, he's yeah. dead yeah. inside Norma. now. Yeah, yeah. I think I found that, I think I found out about that because I didn't know about that until. I think last year um, on an, an episode of uh, Mick Harris's um, podcast, Postmortem, and he was interviewing yeah. uh, Anthony Perkins' son, and they were talking about that, and, and I had no idea. <laughs> and then I watched it again. I was like, oh, wow, you're, you're right. That is a really creepy way to, to end this. Um, and there's a lot of creepy shots in, in this film, and just like um, you know his mannerisms and how, how – um, Norman like walks and how he talks and how he's always yeah. eating something. He he's always, always always chomping on something, um, and that that must be like a tick or something for him to you know always like have to do something to maybe calm his nerves yeah. or to maybe seem more intelligent. I I don't know wh- why um he does that other than maybe it's just a habit. Um, mm-hmm. but I've always really liked the um after you know the shower scene when he he has to put the body in the in the back of the trunk and puts all the stuff in there throws away the fucking money it's like god yes. just check even the know newspaper check right. the newspaper well, what are you doing <laughs> at this point you really feel like he's cleaning up after his mother which he is yeah you know in his mind he is you know, when he walks in he's like mother what did you do you know like you're getting that feeling like oh my gosh this really is just a crazy old lady right. without killing people for being naked mm-hmm. yeah you know and it's created a, a tension a fear you know the shower scene I, we got to talk about the scene obviously when are you more vulnerable than that yeah naked in the shower you know yeah you're naked in the shower somebody pulls that curtain back your first instinct isn't to protect yourself it's to cover you me as a man i'm ah, i'm gonna cover kick and scream get away yeah ah, exactly you know like and it's just like that scene to me and it really it's been done so many times like even in like movies that we love like what lies beneath mm-hmm. you have the bathtub scene and what lies beneath which is so good there's so many shower the tagline the tagline in what lies beneath if you don't believe me look it up this will do uh what what ha freak i have it downstairs i'll have to get it when we're done so i can read it to you it's like this does for baths what psycho did for showers you know (laughs) like and i think that you know like they they put their influence right on the cover you know what i mean like that's that's awesome that's Mm -hmm. awesome man and obviously that scene is really one of the big turning points in the film yeah 40 minutes in yeah like crazy what, what you obviously were men on the panel, so when we watch this scene, we're like boobies, 
Like, what, what's <laughs> your your take on the shower scene? Like, what? How does that scene affect you? Uh, boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. No, I think that's scary. Like, I. I'll peek out like if I'm here alone yeah. and I'm taking a shower and you I do hear that when something. I'm here because I always yeah, because he's always peeking and I'm like, <laughs> weirdo. But yeah, I'll like peek out like who's there, you know that that puts a fear in you for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I still till this day always think I I hear or see something when I'm in the shower and I have to peek out. Yes. And it's because always, of this movie. Man. It's for it's 100. Yeah, percent Absolutely. And absolutely. uh. I kind of like that feeling, though, of always, you know, thinking you're being watched. I know a lot of people are like, wow, that's such a cre- creepy feeling. But I don't know. I-, I get some sort of weird comfort out of that because, you know, maybe More there observant. is someone there, you know? Right. Um, well, yeah. I got to ask you, man, what, what what are your opinions on the rest of the Psycho franchise, 2, 3, and 4? Um, It does have, like, you know, a bit of a drop off. But then it comes back, I think it's for uh, on Psycho 4. Um, and also, just like seeing Anthony Perkins' act in, in general is, is always mm-hmm. um, a pleasure. But um, yeah, there's a couple of them I was like, eh. But I think Psycho mm-hmm. 4 um, is when I was like, you know what? This is a really, really good one. And I haven't watched him in a long time. I do get tempted every now and then to go and revisit them. But usually when I think Psycho, I'm like, I'm just going to watch the original. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but there's nothing we wrong with having a franchise. Psycho you know? two and three, man. Like we love Psycho two and three. I'm not a big fan of four. It's not bad, but it's just like it's. I feel the same way about Psycho as I do The Exorcist. Like you're not gonna I, I, The Exorcist three is my personal favorite in that franchise, mm-hmm. but you're never gonna capture what you had in the first one. Yeah. Exactly. If this would have been a standalone film, that as much as I love it, the sequels, it totally could have been a standalone. Yeah, could could have been a standalone completely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, and um, I think that was originally the plan was to just have like a one-off, but then they saw the money it was making, and they're like, "Hey, mm-hmm. I guess you know we'll get some other people to you know go and direct some other ones and see see where it goes." And they, you know, there was some yeah, drop-offs and whatnot. Went. It's always hard to sell a sequel, in my opinion. I feel like yeah. it's always really, really hard for you to kind of get picked up from that. Um, but another like uh favorite scene of mine is when he goes to dump the car. And he's watching it, mm-hmm. and is that one moment where it's not going down all the way, and he's just like, "Oh he's shit, like, oh, I shit. fucked up." Yeah. And then it goes down, and he eats some more, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and he just walks away. Yes, such a great so scene. So good, man. Um, and then obviously the detective, which is also another great character. That whole dialogue between the both of them is really, really good, and then, you know, ultimately meets his demise. Um, mm-hmm. which is uh, Kenny was saying that was like one of your one of your favorites with seeing him just fall oh, down the man. stairs and getting cut because well, I love that they they did that practically mm-hmm. yeah that was all done practically like I have a deep appreciation for practical effects over CGI Me too. back in 1960 yeah you couldn't just say ah oh, we'll fix it in post right they had to do that scene on a dolly and it's just, it looks so damn good I love that scene so much and say what you will about you know. 98 psycho i think it was 98 98 or 96 um they recreated that scene brilliantly it looks so good in that one too so that that to me when i talk about amazing scenes in movies that has to be one of the ones that i have to bring up because it just looks so good i i adore that scene mm-hmm. yeah i i agree and also the build-up for that too is is really good the suspense in this movie obviously oh. that's what hitchcock is is you know uh, famous for is for suspense 
and he nails it on every single scene that you know when there's not much going on silence and people just like going through and uh all the times when norman has to go and clean up after himself how he doesn't talk at all it's all silent it's just mm-hmm. the surrounding music and whatever score they want to put on it, it's brilliant um mm-hmm. there's so much to talk about this film so um i'm gonna leave it up to you guys and you can you can pick some uh some other talking points that you want to you want to bring up for this awesome film um i just like you said how brilliant it is i think that it stands the test of time because it connects with you know directly with our fears our fear of meeting a madman and not knowing he's a madman and he's gonna kill us you know our fear of disappointing our mother like yeah he hitchcock knew exactly what he was doing and he he connected with us through our fears mm-hmm. so i like that yeah, you know, like yeah. disappointing your mom like yeah that's a, that's something fear. we're all yeah. scared of Absolutely. and um you know like and hitchcock whether it was this or rope or the birds like the guy was just he was a an asshole impossible to work for yeah but i've heard that a lot that <laughs> yeah yeah oh he he was you know he made a lot of money though his he knew what he he knew what he wanted. Yeah, he he expected people, but, and it's just to like Stanley Kubrick. You know, he was the same way. Yeah. You know, a different era, I guess. But I don't yeah. like to hear about it. Um, I just you know, as as a father of two young girls, as a husband of seventeen years, as a guy that was completely almost Norman Bates obsessed with his mother. She was my best friend too. So, um, mm-hmm. I hate to hear that women get mistreated because of the fact they're women and they feel like they can. But right, I'm right psycho you, to man. me. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it does stand the test of time because Scream, which while it's not my favorite horror franchise, uh, it's the best in my opinion. When it comes to a horror franchise, I think Scream is the best. When you want to talk about, as of recording, there's five out. Well, with continuity too. Yeah, continuity, I was just gonna say that continuity with all the Scream quality. movies, is great. Yeah. yeah, and every single Scream movie has more than one huge nod to psycho Mm -hmm. um like that's the influence it still has today i mean in the newest screen movie you got the shower scene almost done beat by beat until you get the him actually leaving the shower in scream four officer perkins Mm -hmm. you know like there's just everything they do they wanted to pay homage to scream all the way back in the original you know Mm -hmm. we all go a little mad sometime anthony perkins psycho you know like they've always been paying such great homage to a movie and um Friday the 13th, like I said, would not exist were it not for Psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, there's just so many great things that this movie's brought us that we're still getting today. And it's a movie that every time we watch it, like I said, the last time we watched it was I noticed something new that I had never seen before. Yeah, which is awesome. You can pick up on new things every time. Yeah. And That's why I love movies. Entertaining. Like, yeah. Your brain develops around them. The more times you watch it, like, yeah. I don't know if it's just because. Maybe something uh, gets a little bored, like in your vision or or your mind, and they and they, you know, fixate on something you never fixated on before. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, I never noticed that before, and it makes you love that movie even more. Um, mm-hmm. No matter how many times you've seen it, you know, I've had movies that have done that to me when I've watched them maybe twenty times, and like the twenty first time I've watched it, I've never noticed this one thing before, and that it's so right. beautiful, and I I love. Yeah love film i love it mm-hmm. it's it's Just, it's art amazing it's amazing yeah it is and it's here and forever Psycho is nothing short of extraordinary yeah. you know like and this is like i said when we had the opportunity to talk about this movie i knew i had to jump on it because 
Um, it created, I, in my opinion, this was one of the starters of the slasher genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I'm right there with you, and a lot of other people hold it to that as well. And I'm in mm-hmm. that group. Yes. I, I think this started it. I think Black Christmas really upped the ante on yeah. the slasher. And, and then Halloween, Halloween just you, you have that. to admit it. No, Halloween, Halloween '78 is what pushed it into the Absolutely. mainstream. Absolutely, yeah. And um, you know, like Michael Forever, I, I feel Michael Psycho. <laughs> I feel like Psycho and Black Christmas. And again, this isn't me ripping on Halloween. I feel like those are superior films. Um, but Halloween, the impact that it's had, it, it it's like Kiss. You know, like the band Kiss. <laughs> like I've never really gotten into Kiss. They're not my cup of tea. But to sit here and say that that's not one of the most influential bands of all time is a flat out lie. Yeah. People paint their faces just like the Insane Clown Posse. I'm a Detroit boy. I'm still not a huge Insane Clown Posse guy. Like it's just it's not my thing. But to say that they got juggalos, you know, like groups of people that will follow them to the end of the world. And whether I like it or not, I respect the shit out of ICP. I respect the shit out of Kiss. I respect the shit out of Halloween and Michael Myers because they took the slasher and they made the boogeyman a reality. Yeah. They made yes. him a real person. It wasn't Billy where we never see him throughout the film mm-hmm. in Black Christmas. It wasn't Norma Bates where it's a guy that has schizophrenia, uh, disassociative identity disorder. This is just evil. Yeah. The, the evil blackest person. eyes. The devil's eyes. You know, like, and Halloween made that. So without Halloween, I probably wouldn't be here either. I don't know if Halloween got my parents freaky or not. You know, <laughs> I like that Bill Shatner mask. Come here for a second. Here you go. Again. But um, you know, like Halloween is it's probably the most influential horror movie ever made. I agree. I I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing is like, I love how we agree on so many things, and you know, the horror <laughs> community is like that. Also, I mean, yeah. People will have like their the differences on stuff, but for the majority, like people agree with a lot of other things that people say, and and I like that. Yeah. I like being in a community where um you can you know relate to people for sure. Absolutely. Yes. And then when you do disagree, like they're still kind and they listen and they respect your opinion. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like okay, sure, I don't agree, but. Well, see, and okay. that's that's me because I I've gone on record many times saying I don't think Halloween is the perfect film, and people bash me for it. I do, and I'm like, I don't think it's <laughs> bad. I just I don't think it's this absolute, you know, perfect shot for shot movie that everybody makes it out to be. I see a lot of flaws in the OG Halloween. It created something amazing, but a lot of the shots drag on for way too long with no suspense being built. Um, Michael Myers is fucking boring. He's he is boring. boring. Okay, okay. Um, Shots fired. Yeah. Over here. Okay, okay. But, but but I'm saying like <laughs> I love the movie. I think that the acting in it's phenomenal. Doctor Loomis is one of my favorite characters of all time. He's Lonnie, funny. get your ass down from there. I love that. And then just how happy, <laughs> like the absolute elation that comes across his face. He's like, yeah, I scared those kids. Like he's so I proud of himself. Yeah. Like God, I love Donald Pleasance, but I don't think Halloween is. The untouchable movie everyone makes it out to be, and they should not pay for it. But God, we're all allowed to have our own opinions, and that's what, if we all felt the exact same, there'd be no reason for us to be on your podcast right now because everybody would know what the hell we were going to say. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we all felt the exact same way. So you can have your opinion as wrong as it may be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, 
since we're talking about opinions, I guess um, we can kind of go to our ratings. Um, I feel like we covered, you know, all the main points on this film. There's a lot to mm-hmm. talk about, and we could go on for hours, you know, because it's such oh, a, a, yeah. an amazing okay, film. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to our ratings, and you can rate this out of ten, however you want. Um, Ken, we'll we'll start with you. As an overall film, yeah. However you want to rate it, yeah. Nine and a half. Nine wow. and a half skulls out of ten. Um, like I said, the only major part to me is the the capture of Norma yeah. Bates. That's the biggest qualm I have with this movie. And if that's the biggest qualm you have with the movie, that shows how great the whole movie is. Um, the dialogue is great. I don't got to hear people shouting "Evil dies tonight" for forty five minutes of the runtime. Who's got to put that stat? <laughs> um, you know, the, the dialogue is great. Uh, the acting is just like I said. Like I really feel like you could teach a class if you want to teach a class on how to show emotion in a movie. You show someone Denzel Washington and John Q. Period. If you want to teach someone how to be a sociopath, show them Norman Bates. He's the perfect example of a sociopath, and Anthony Perkins nailed this movie to the point to where you still have people that are copying completely copying his role in this movie for their roles and that's not a stab at anybody mm-hmm. no why not model yourself after the best exactly you know? improve on it you um, know make it your own exactly exactly sure. and um you know the, the kills in this um are great even though it's just like i said stabby stabby the originality yeah. is the way that they're shot you know like i said this coming down the stairs the freeze frame on her face in the bathtub like you said after the shower scene um it's just like it, it really really haunts you and then hearing that he poisoned his mother and stepfather yeah you know, like they're mm-hmm. all they're that dead because of him mm-hmm. like there's just so much that comes along with this movie that it's just like deeper than a horror movie for sure you know like there's definitely a lot about mental health in this movie there's a lot about um familial relationships yeah um alfred hitchcock had a way you know just like all horror night of the living dead 1968 does the same thing um guess what guys Horror has been woke since 1960. It's talked about political and you know it's always issues been. since then. And horror has yeah, always been political. Always been. Always. Yes, it, it absolutely has. It shapes around what's going on in the world, and you know politics mm-hmm. is an, an unfortunate huge part of our world. As much as a lot of us don't the, want it to be, um, the you know, internet has only made that worse. It, uh, right. you know, but, it's it's something that's always been there, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> So, so me personally, I'm going to I'm going to say nine and a half. And the only big qualm I have is the Norma Bates caption. What about you, my love? Um, I'm going to give it a ten. Um, I really whoa, enjoyed ten it. out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, and honestly, the the scene um where he that you say it's, you know he's weak or whatever, I kind of feel like it's because he's like his mom in there, and you know he's easy to take down. That, that that's what I get from it, but um, I mean the cinematography and um, oh. is it's amazing. It's beautifully shot. Um, and I I could put it on at any given day, and it still it still holds up to the test mm-hmm. of time. So yeah, ten out of ten for me. You know, it makes it the fears that you get from it, the anxiety. I I love that feeling, and I get that from this movie. So yeah, nice. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you, Ashley. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 myself. Because um, it's a movie, um, if, I, if I'm if i thinking it for the first time I've, I've watched it, you don't know where it's going. Um, and yeah. the first time I did watch this, I had no idea that, 
you know, um, Janet Lee is only in it for 40 minutes. I was very, um, I guess you could say naive to a lot of um, horror um, facts mm-hmm. and stuff. I wasn't really doing deep dives way back when. And I watched this on TV, I think, um, or I rented it. I don't really remember. It's been a long time. But going back to, like, the first time I watched this movie and how shocked I was and just, yes. like, they can do this. They did that. They advertised right. it like this, but it came out to something completely different, and there's still an hour left to the film. What? Uh, never yeah. seen that before. Never seen it. And uh, uh, I haven't seen it since, really. Um, I don't think anybody has really tried to do, hey, let's have a big person on screen, and we're going to kill him not even halfway through the film, and then continue for another hour. I don't think that's really yeah. happened scream. since. Yeah. Well, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but again, they, homage. Yeah. But other than that, other than, you know, like giving, you know, yeah. like a nod to a film, like as like an original thing as it as its own. Right. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that other than Psycho. And then the seeing Anthony Perkins just go completely insane without really being insane, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Even though he is insane, but just like how he comes off on people, he has a way to kind of persuade them to for them to think he's really smart because he is a smart guy. He's really, really, really mm-hmm. smart in this film. Oh yeah. Um, and the way that he can persuade people to um do things or for him to get away with certain things, even with the the ending shot, he knows like it doesn't even matter. I I've done all this stuff and I'm gonna fucking do it again. And he does. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, three other movies to to prove it. Um, yeah, it's it's a, an amazing film. So ten out of ten for sure. Awesome. I mean, like, even though I gave it nine and a half, I can't argue. You know, like I said, like, I'm very, very critical. Yeah. Very critical. So for me to give something a nine and a half, that's good. That's, that, that is actually it takes a lot. Good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the most critical. Per- Listen, we watched Halloween three season of the witch, and I noticed a point in the movie where it's night outside when it's supposed to be day. And I picked the scene apart. Like I paused. I was like, look at when they open the door, it's actually night outside when it's supposed to be day. Like what the, you know, like that's the level of critic that I am when it comes to watching a film. And I give psycho a nine and a half. The only film I've ever given a perfect rating to, you want to say what it is? Um, is it, uh, it's not a horror movie. Yeah. Um, Oh shoot! No, I can't think of what it's called. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee's Hell yes! The only movie I've ever seen. I mean, hey, you, this, could, you could argue that it this, is a horror this movie. This is one hundred. Oh, there's definitely horror elements, <laughs> like the large Marge scene, um, the, the Doctor the Dream when they take the bicycle. Yeah, yeah the, the dream yeah, sequence. Man. That like, that there's definitely me as a kid, man. Holy shit! Yeah, that that to me is the only perfect movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Psycho. American Werewolf in London, uh, House 1986. Like okay, these are nice. up there. Back to the Future is up there, um, but I don't think any of them can hold the candle to what Pee Wee's Big Adventure did for me. Um, it's funny. It's got horror. It's got a great story. Yeah. Um, it Tim sent Burton me looking for the basement of the Alamo. You know, like yeah. Tim Burton's best movie, hands down, and I'll die on that hill. Anybody, you are you want to come to me with Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Nightmare Before Christmas? I will fight to the death. Now we got, we got big um, Wednesday Burton. coming out now. Literally, like, hate all of those. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, excited yes, for that. So excited for. Listen, and I'm not a Tim Burton fan. He's funny not, enough, he doesn't like I'm Nightmare not, on Street. Uh, I don't like or Edward Scissorhands. Uh, I don't. I, I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, not a big fan of like his Willy Wonka stuff that he did. 
Yeah, Willy um, Wonka can kind of, you know, but just I think that Wednesday side. looks very good. Yeah. Right. And I think it's because growing up, like, Nightmare Before Christmas, it just never, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I want to like it. <laughs> yeah, just like Trick or Treat. I, I want to like it. You know, like, when I play Kingdom Hearts, I love the Nightmare Before Christmas level. And I'll be like, this is Halloween. Mm-hmm. This, you know, like, and that's the only reason I know that song is from Kingdom Hearts. That's hilarious. Know, like, I love that. <laughs> watch it all yeah. the time. I love Kingdom. Dude, I'm such a Kingdom Hearts nerd, man. Like, I have the Keyblade in my room. I sleep with it. You know, so that way if anybody attacks me, I can jump up get and it. get it with the Keyblade. That's awesome. <laughs> if that happens, actually, you better be recording that because I want to see that. <laughs> if he just wakes up in the middle of the night swinging that thing around. <laughs> oh, no, everybody I'm record it while you're fighting them off. Everybody but... really thinks I sleep with a keyblade now. <laughs> like, <laughs> <you don't. laughs> oh man, that's great. Touché. That's a, that's a new meme for your show. You can just you can just implement that in in your episodes now. Of right. nightly keyblade sleep with everything. Ken. This is you <laughs> sleeping with a keyblade. <laughs> oh man, that's great. This was a great time, guys. And I really do appreciate yeah, both of you coming fun. on. No, a- any chance we have to work with you, dude, we're gonna take it. Whether yeah. it's on our show or your show, like it's always next such time. A great Dean will time be will be there. Video. I promise. This does he has a really hectic um, next two, so he has to be very picky with what he can do. Unfortunately, and it's yeah. it's always I wouldn't want to work with us either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let him know. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, but yeah, this was great. And uh, I guess before we end it, I'll let you guys, you know, explain again where everybody can find you and, and what you got going on. And you can um, tell them about the red carpet that's going on because that's that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And congrats. Congrats, yeah. man. That's 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 awesome. Um, yeah. So you can find us uh, every social media, Instagram and Facebook, Sledgehammer Horror, YouTube dot com slash Sledgehammer Horror. And then Twitter is Sledgehammer Horror, H-O-R. Um, and then we do we put out a video every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, Slaying it. Every... You didn't see that coming. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, no matter what, whether it's a versus, I didn't see that coming, or a my first horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every Sunday we release it this week on Sledgehammer Horror Short, where Ashley talks about what have we have coming up that week. We do one live a week. Um, Which is always different yeah it's either a franchise ranking a top 10 well the day too yeah it, i yeah, love the it day is always different i love um, it mm-hmm. I, I love it but we, i uh, i hate it at the same time because you guys put out so much content and i'm like i gotta catch up stop stop pause <laughs> pause <laughs> but that's a good I don't thing think people understand the level of work that goes into doing what we do um podcasts uh in general um because I'm also a father, and I'm a very proud father, and uh, I don't miss a dance class. I don't miss a football game. I don't miss a baseball. You know what I mean? Like, I'm there for every single thing my kids do, and I think that's why we front load everything. Like, right now, we're recording. Um, today is August 30th, and my episodes are uploaded on the channel to the beginning of November, so that way, that's if awesome. I do got to take a week off to go and be with my son and he had you know he's starting he's a freshman starting football and varsity i can be at every game awesome i don't have to worry about missing interviews and getting behind you know because being a parent is something that we it's our number one. Oh yeah absolutely you know um horror is that. amazing man mm-hmm. like and the community is great but um 
watching my kid get a sack. Um, there's literally no better feeling than watching my son get up and celebrate and smile. Yeah. And that's when I celebrate too. That's awesome. We don't know what's yeah. going on. What? I'm like, oh, this is a good thing. Watching my daughter be able to um, go to dance class and come home and show me her whole routine, mm -hmm. you know, and um, going and watching her on stage when she does her dance recitals and how proud she is of herself. And, you know, like these are the things that I live for. Right. You know, like that's what my life is. Mm -hmm. And horror is a huge part of my life. Sledgehammer horror for the last two years has been the number two thing in my life besides her and the kids. That's how important it is. But we talked earlier about how short life is. We don't know when that yeah. switch can get flicked. So you need to, you know, family. Uh, I'm going to go click family first. You know, <laughs> right. like it's just you, you got to appreciate what you have and love everybody around you and tell them as often as you can because you don't know yep. when. 100% mm -hmm. agree. Right. 100%. Oh, this was a blast, guys. Thank you so much. Seriously, this this is yeah. great. And um, I can't wait for everybody to, to listen Anytime. to this. Um, yeah, we'll definitely get you both on again and we'll, we'll chat after and we'll, we'll see if there's anything else that we can do on your show and get Dean there. Um, yeah, we have a lot good. of really exciting stuff going on in, in the background, um, with just Dean and I, not even like podcast related, just some really, really, really cool shit. And I can't wait to announce all of it. So everybody stay tuned for that. Um, it's going to be a great next, uh, year and a half. Seriously, that's we have a lot of really cool stuff. It's exciting. <laughs> and um I do also want to say, um, I don't know when this episode's gonna air, but October 14th, Amazon Prime, Bride of Killer Pinata. Make sure you're watching it and you'll see yours truly. And I'm not saying this because it's me, but I have the best part <laughs> of the movie. I'll be making so. sure I make that one hundred percent. I'll be there. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And I'll let everybody know about that too. Um, but I think that's about all that we have for this show. Um, we talked about Psycho, and we learned a little bit more about Ken and Ashley, about what they do, and it was a great, great time. Um, so here we are signing off. This was the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I was your host, Dustin, and our guest, Ken and Ashley Sledge from Sledgehammer Horror. We'll see everybody later. <laughs>